Well, what they said is so true. You and I, whether we are conscious of it or not, are always looking for places where we belong. We're looking for some kind of assurance that, that yes, we belong here. Anytime, especially when you, you go into a strange place, maybe a new gathering, maybe church, a different church, wherever you go, you're always looking for somebody that looks like you. Somebody that has some kind of connection that makes you say, yes, I belong. So a couple summers ago, I had an extra day over in Denver when I was there. And, uh, and so, of course, I, I bought a ticket and went to a Rockies game. I had proudly wore my Detroit Tigers cap to that Rockies game. And there I was sitting with my Tigers cap in a sea full of Rockies fans with their Rockies hats. And it wasn't until I, the game was over and I was walking out that I'm walking down that ramp where they funnel you, and all of a sudden I see a guy with a tiger's hat. Like, we like ran to each other, just about embraced, you know? I had no idea who that guy was, but we sat and talked for like 10 minutes because, hey, there's someone like me. There's a tiger fan in the midst of this sea of Rockies fans, right? We belong. We're always looking for that stuff. We're looking for some evidence that, yes, we belong here. It's every spring, I get the chance to, to talk at Calvin College to the speech pathology program. I just have an hour talk where I share with them in their master's level, level class. I did that a couple of weeks ago. And it happens the same way every year. I get there early. I sit in the classroom and, and wait with the teacher uh, for the students to come. And they come in one by one. And, and of course, the speech pathology program is almost all women. And so I'm sitting there and Lady after lady after lady keeps coming in. Finally, about one minute before the class was to start, the one token male comes in. It's like, yes, yes, I'm not alone here. I belong. There's somebody like me, right? Whether it's age, gender, race, whatever characteristic it might be, we look for someone who's like us because we want to know that we belong here. In a world, a culture, a society that day in and day out so often defines us by our differences, right? Or divides us by our differences. This community called the church and this community called Ivanrest Church, God tells us needs to be defined differently and needs to be defined by belonging. It needs to be a place where instead of dividing people out, it's a place where everyone is welcomed and everyone knows that they belong here. Right? God, God gives us that picture of the church. Take out your Bibles. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2 to start. We're going to look at two different passages this morning. We're going to start with Ephesians 2, page 947 in the Bibles you have in front of you. This letter to Paul, from Paul to the Ephesians addresses one of the first great divisions in the New Testament church. One of the barriers that got set up is the barrier between Jews and Gentiles, right? Historically, you know, the Jewish faith from which Christianity was born was only the Jewish faith. Gentiles were excluded. And now in this New Testament church, the debate is going on. Is the barrier still there? And listen to what Paul says. Start at verse 11 with me. What he says about this wall of division. He writes, Therefore, 
Remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one, has destroyed the barrier, the the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came to preach peace to you who are far away, and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Holy Spirit. Paul's message from God is clear. The family of God is a place to belong. It's a place where everybody belongs. It's so clear in this passage. He says there is no longer any exclusion. Jesus brings near, he brings in those who were once far away. Jesus destroys that dividing wall of hostility that was built between people to keep them out. Jesus brings people together, he wrote, into one new humanity. There aren't two, there's now one. There's one body under one spirit. And in Jesus, he says, there are no more foreigners. There are no more strangers. There's only fellow citizens. There's only brothers and sisters who belong here with us. All right, so if you were here last week, you know in our, in our series, the first three words we looked at was, was, I was invited. That invitation, it's a part of all of our spiritual stories. And now for this week, the I belong here is the second reality of each of our spiritual stories. And that kind of belonging needs to become a vital reality within this community. Even if we won't choose it. Even, even if it makes us uncomfortable. We have received the message from God that we belong. And now we need to bring that message to the people around us in this world. That they too belong here in the family of God. Now turn a few pages back to Romans. Romans chapter 15. Page 921, Romans 15. I want us to look at this passage together. Just seven verses because here, Paul calls us as the community of God to be and become a welcoming community where people, where everyone knows 
that they have a place to belong. So in chapter 14, he's been, he's been talking about those who are spiritually strong, spiritually mature, making sacrifices for those who are spiritually weak, spiritually immature, to, to bring them along. And that leads him naturally into this command that we, we make room for each other, we accept each other. Look at verses 1 through 7 of Romans 15. He says, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but it is written, The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Now stop there. Listen to that. Listen to verse 7 again. Accept one another. Just as Christ accepted you. In order to bring praise to God. That sounds so simple doesn't it? Accept each other. Right? It's the Rodney King. Can't we all just get along phrase. Right? How hard can that be? Just accept each other. Just welcome. Say hi to everybody. Put a smile on your face. And we're all, we're good. Right? Honestly, this kind of acceptance. This kind of belonging that Paul is talking about and that God is calling us to is a lot harder work than that. It's a lot more than a quick five second handshake at the beginning or the end of the service. It's a lot more than, than, than just a, a smile and a wave. If we are going to become the kind of welcoming individuals and welcoming community that God calls us to be, then we need to put into practice this command that God gives us here. Accept one another just as Christ accepted you. And I think it's precisely this failure, our failure, in accepting each other that has driven so many people away from the church historically. Has driven people away from God. Right? When we as, as a community called the church, when we cannot welcome and accept people as they are, even with, with their brokenness and their sinfulness, when when we can't welcome them, we tell them that they don't belong here. That they aren't welcome here with us. That we won't have them. When we tell them that we won't have them, what they also hear is that God won't have them. When we build walls and when we build barriers, either intentionally or unintentionally, when we do those things to keep people out, to keep them at a distance from us, we give the message that this community called the church is only for people who have their lives all put together. Or at least know how to pretend to put their lives all together. Right? And we say to people, when you get your life together, or at least when you look good enough, come on back. Then we'll take you in. Then you are welcome here. 
But this community, we say, is not for those who are broken. It's not for those who are sinful. It's not for those who are searching or doubting. It's not for people who don't spend like us and think like us and vote like us. And when we tell them that, we tell them not only are we not for you, but God's not for you either. But you and I know better than that. That's not the way God works. Right? Any of us who have read the stories of Jesus when he walked on this earth, if you've read through the Gospels, think about this. Who did Jesus spend the most time with? Who did he surround himself with? Who did he welcome into his presence, into his core group? Jesus surrounded himself with tax collectors who were thieves. He surrounded himself with prostitutes. He called the closest people to himself were smelly fishermen who had no social ranking at all. He's one of the only people in that culture who would reach out and touch someone with leprosy. Jesus attracted and welcomed people as is. Come to me as you are. And he loved them deeply in the middle of their brokenness. You and I need to learn how to receive each other in our as-is-ness. Right? Just as you have been received by Jesus. That means we need to remember who we are for a moment here this morning. Because it's easy for those of us who have been in the church for a long time. Maybe we've grown up in the church. Maybe we've, we've learned to live good, moral, ethical lives. It's easy for us who have, who have pretty put-together lives to forget how we came to belong here. How did we come to belong to this community, to the family of God? Well, think for a moment. Think about your own story. How is it that you were made right with God, that you were accepted into his presence? Was it because you were perfect enough? You were perfect enough that God said, there, she's met my standards. Now she can come in. Now she's welcome into my presence. Was it because you finally reached up to God's standards and, and you passed the test, you took a survey, and, and you got a passing grade? Or maybe it was because God looked at you and said, man, I just can't, I cannot accomplish what I want to on this earth without him. So I better bring him in. We know better than that. Romans 5 verse 8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's your story. That's my story. While we were still messed up in sin, while we still failed the perfection test, God said, come on in. You belong here. When God had every reason to reject you and to cast you out, he said, come on in. Come on in through the forgiving blood of my son, Jesus Christ. You belong here. We cannot forget that you and I belong here in the presence of God, in the family of God, only because of grace. Only because of grace. You and I are in the process of experiencing firsthand the amazing grace of God. 
because we may be able to hide it from each other pretty well here on Sunday mornings, right? We put on our nice clothes, we put the smile on our face, but God knows every bit of your messed upness and my messed upness. He knows it all. He knows everything about your past, those things that you're so glad that no one else knows about. He knows. He knows the part of you today that you're sitting here thinking, I hope nobody ever finds out. He already knows. In fact, he already knows all the ways that you are going to disappoint and betray him in the future. And he still loves you. And he still loves me. He still boldly declares to each one of us in the middle of our brokenness, in the middle of our sinfulness, he says, you belong here. You belong in my family. You are my child, and I want you here. That is grace. You know, if you honestly know yourself like I know myself, then you know that that grace is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So I want all of us here this morning to hear that message from God again. Or maybe to truly hear it for the first time. You belong here. In his presence. In his family. We don't have to have our lives all cleaned up first. Because this is where God does the cleaning up. And we don't have to have all the right answers first. Because this is where God teaches us. And we certainly don't have to be perfect first because this is where we meet God and he begins to reshape our our hearts and our lives. So when you step into this room and you look around at the people looking for somebody like you, I hope you absolutely know that you belong here. Because if you are looking for imperfect people like yourself, you're surrounded by them here. And if you're looking for people who struggle with doubt, just like you do, you are surrounded by them right here. And if you're looking for people who, who day in and day out really want to do what's right, and again and again and again struggle and end up doing what's wrong, just like you do, you're surrounded by them right now. And if you're looking for broken people, who hurt in life and sometimes want to look up at God and shake their fists and say, God, why don't you do something? Just like you, you're surrounded by them right now. If you're looking for a place where sinners can come together, here we are. That's all of us. We just hide it well behind our our Sunday clothes and our smiling faces and our just fine answers to the how are you questions. You belong here because you are loved by God and his son Jesus Christ opened the door into his presence through the empty cross and the empty tomb. We are sinners saved by grace. Sinners being saved day in and day out by the grace of God the Father. And now, when you know that you belong, 
Now God says to those of us who have found our way into his presence through the Holy Spirit, he says, okay, that same grace that I just gave to you, I want you now to show to each other. I want you to show to this world. Just like I have accepted you in all your brokenness, now I want you to learn to accept each other in that way. Let this world know that they belong here too, that they are my children. Live in the same grace with each other that I have given to you. Accept one another just as Christ accepted you. This is where the hard work begins now. True acceptance in the body of Christ can only begin when you and I finally learn how to live by grace instead of judgment. Paul says that those who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. That's so hard. Because when we're strong, we love to stand in judgment, right? Oh, we we need to learn how to accept each other the way that God accepted us. And he accepted us as broken sinners. And it's a sad, sad commentary on how far short we fall in God's plan of grace that the church has become known in some circles as the most graceless of communities, right? The church has become known as the community where people stand in judgment the most. And so when someone falls short to the standards that God set, we're often the first ones to rush in judgment, right? We've got our list of acceptable and unacceptable sins. And if you're, if you're in that unacceptable category, you're not welcome. Oh, we may not say that. We may not print that on our bulletin, but we sure act that way, don't we? You're not welcome. And so we quickly shut the doors of this community. We stand in judgment instead of grace. But you know, if that's the way we're going to work, you've got to you got to avoid that sin, those sins if you're going to be in. If that's the way it's going to work, then we all need to leave. We all need to be out. Because there, honestly, there is no list of unacceptable and acceptable sins. Sin is sin. All sin is sin. And if we're going to use sinlessness then as the criteria for acceptance, you've got to get it all cleaned up before you can come into the family of God, well, then we've all got to go. Because any of us who have ever lusted or lied, and any of us who have, who have ever struggled with greed or materialism, or any of us who have ever been trapped in, in the sin of gluttony, gluttony of food or possessions, anybody here who's ever been critical, anybody who's ever lost control of their anger, anybody who's looked at something you shouldn't have looked at on your TV screen or your computer screen, and the list goes on and on, we should all go. We should all be excluded then. Jesus doesn't exclude us. He accepts us in our brokenness and now calls us to model that kind of belonging with each other. Right? God's, God's clear command to us is to be a community that welcomes a place where people find their belonging. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Or Colossians 3, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. 
Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. In other words, God says, imitate me. Our God is a God of compassion who forgives us again and again and again. He's a God who welcomes us back with unlimited grace. And now if we're going to call ourselves the body of Christ, then we forgive and we offer unlimited grace. And we let people know you belong here. It's only after accepting each other that we can then begin to help each other. We can then begin to challenge each other towards holy living, right? It's graciousness, not judgment, that changes lives. Yes, correction is sometimes needed. Jesus knew that. Jesus wasn't satisfied to to let the people around him stay stuck in their brokenness, to stay stuck in their sin. He didn't say, it's okay. No, he loved them too much. And so he challenged them to grow in holiness, but he led with grace instead of judgment. Jesus welcomed you and I. He welcomed us while we were weak, while we were sinners. And now we must let those who are weak and broken by sin, we must let them know that they belong here with us in this community of weak and broken sinners who are humbly accepting the forgiveness and grace of God and being transformed by his power. So this morning, each one of us needs to hear the truth that God is speaking to you. Hear God assure you, you belong here. You belong in the family of God. Even with all your brokenness, yes, even with all your failure and even your sin, you are loved by God and you belong here. Know that, hear that. And then let God gently challenge you to share that same message, that grace-filled truth with someone who can't believe that they actually belong, who can't comprehend that God would love them. So together, we let them know that they are loved, that they belong here with the rest of us who come with our brokenness, who come with our sin, to experience the forgiveness and the transforming grace of God in the family of God. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, first of all, we thank you for welcoming us into your family. Some of us have lived with that truth for so long, maybe all of our lives, that we have stopped being amazed at at your grace that welcomes us home. When we truly stop and we look at our own lives and we see how undeserving we are, we are stunned that you would welcome us. 
If it's been a long time since that truth has stunned us, I pray you'd stun us this morning by saying, yes, you belong here. I want you here in my presence, in my family. Thank you for that grace, God. And now within this family, we celebrate the huge diversity that you celebrate, God. You, we celebrate everybody who you have welcomed, everybody who belongs in this family, who are brothers and sisters. There are no more foreigners. There are no more dividing walls. And so, and so in this place this morning, we celebrate the old and the young, those who value tradition and those who value innovation. Help us, Father, to honor each other well, to celebrate each other, to love each other, and to learn from each other. We celebrate the healthy and the sick because we need each other to be able to be the community that you have designed us to be. And so, Father, help, help us to be people of compassion and empathy who are eager to serve who are eager to care in your name, who are eager to love in tangible ways, and also help us to be able to receive that care graciously. Help us to be able to let people use their gifts as brothers and sisters within the family of God. Father, we celebrate those who are new to this community and those who have been here for a long, long time. It's too easy for us, Father, when this has been our church family for years and years, maybe decades and decades, to begin to believe that this is our church, that this is our community, this is our family, and it belongs to us. Please remind us that this is your community. This is your family. And we are your children all together. And so help us, Father, to eagerly open the doors of welcome and belonging here at Ivan Rest Church. Help us to open our hearts and our connections, not just to the people we know and are comfortable with, but to new faces and new people, to let them know that they belong here. And Father, help those of us who are new to confidently accept that welcome, to boldly walk into this community and find the place to belong. Father, in this community, in your family, we celebrate families and singles. We celebrate rich and poor. We celebrate dark skin and light skin. We celebrate introverts and extroverts. We celebrate all the beautiful diversity that you have welcomed into your family, that you have declared belong here. And most of all, we celebrate that we are all welcome, even though we are all broken, even though we are all sinful, even though, as we know, we are all unworthy. Father, each one of us is sinners who are deserving of nothing, who deserve to be shut out of your family. And yet in Jesus, we are all saints, children of God, far from perfect, but on the way, 
being changed by your love and by your grace. And every day, being amazed by your grace because we certainly know our sin. And so this morning, Father, we say thank you. Thank you that you have given us a place to belong. And thank you for giving us a place to bring others. Thank you for welcoming us into the family of God. And now may we also be that welcoming voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Usually we stand and sing a response. This morning you're going to have a, a response sung to you. It's a song that, that 